Okay, Tov. Today's off is Lamed Aleph, and we have a uh, great sort of self-contained, well, not self-contained, but anyway, a great uh, discussion that'll cover this whole daf, get up to, up, up to the mission on the next daf, um, and this is a continuation of the um, earlier issues about a person who trips and people get damaged by him or by get damaged by something that he breaks, um, and we're going to actually have the case of a multi-car backup. Multi-car, not backup, multi-car collision, okay, that one car gets into an accident with another car and then another with the second and the third with the fourth and so on and then it'll lead to these whole questions about exactly who is liable but the other question that it also gets to is right the degree of negligence in terms of tripping um, and also um, creating uh, when you uh, damage other people automamazic versus a bore um, so a lot of very sort of like interesting issues we've been discussing um, coming in application in this particular case so let's take a look at this Mishnah. Top of Labadala from Adala. Shnei Kadarim. Shayu Mahalchim Zechar Zeh. So two, um, uh, um, uh, what's even the word? Potters, thank you, that were walking one behind the other. Vinitkal Harishon Vinafal. And the first one tripped and fell. And uh, so that's, you know, the whole discussion about nitka poshe or not poshe or so on. I think this is the first time that the mission uses the words nitkal, right? Beforehand it spoke about the path breaking and so on. Here finally it describes the act of tripping. The first one tripped and fell down. And the second one tripped over the first one. The first guy is liable for the damages to the, se- to, to, to the second. Okay, so this is clear, simple sense. Presumably he's negligent or actually as we've been pointing out, you know, the Mishnayas until now have been a little frustrating because they do not really, they talk about different scenarios, about a picture breaking, about somebody, um, what were the other scenarios, somebody intentionally spilling the water, and so on. Anyway, the the common theme is that the guy who created the hazard is always liable, but it never exactly tells you what the degree of negligence is that's required. Um, But the Gemara has been asserting that, you know, that it's not a total honest. Why should you be chayat if you're an honest, if you made a bore, you need a certain degree of negligence. It's always been assuming in the Mishnayot that there is negligence. Here you have the guy tripping, so presumably that's telling you that tripping has that m- minimum degree of negligence required. So let's take a look at, at what the Gemara says. Amar Rabbi Yochanan says Rabbi Yochanan, Lo nisin Rabbi Meirhi, the Amar Don't say Armesha is Rabbi Meir, who, go, who says that tri- one who trips is negligent, right? That's going back to that earlier Mishnah about the picture that breaks, that the Gemara, that Rabbi Meir says you're chayev, and Rabbi Yehuda says only if you're intentional, and the classic way the Gemara framed that debate was whether tripping is poche, although that wasn't about tripping, that was about a picture that broke, but anyway, here you see why we're framing it as tripping, because this mission is about tripping. So don't think that our mission is presuming the position of Rabbi Meir that tripping is negligent, that would seem to be the right assumption of this mission, that's why the first guy is chayev. Ella afilu Rabbanan, Dami Anasu, even the rabbis that say that somebody who trips uh, over his own two feet is considered to be an anus, or at least not a poshea, upater, and normally you'd be exempt if you tripped and, you know, and create and broke a pot and the pot created a hazard. Here you're going to be chayev. Hacha chayev. Why are you chayev? Because you should have stood up and you didn't stand up. So this is, you know, this is just like, this is just like you trip Baonis and you don't pick up, you have time to pick up your broken pot 
and you don't pick it up. So we said there that you'd be chayev. The only because you are supposed to remove it and pick it up your pot, even if the pot broke for onus. The only possible exception would be is if you were master the pot after it broke. So then it's not your responsibility. But if after you trip, you're not being master yourself. Okay, <laughs> you, you still are always responsible for yourself, even if you trip. So once you have a chance to get up and you don't get up, that's where the liability occurs. Okay. Yes. Excellent. So that is going to be that was the question I was going to raise. That is going to be a central question in the discussion. Right? Here's the issue. We said that let's say you, you don't need any negligence. If a wind were to push me on top of you, on top of your pot and I, or whatever, you know, you, you, your picture and I broke it, I'd be high. Okay? But here, I am stationary. You are tripping on me. And you are maybe even breaking your pot, even if it broke directly on my body, on my person. Is that an act? of Adam Hamazik because it was broke on my body or is that an act of bore because ultimately it was not me impacting your picture but your picture impacting me and that is a really key question about whether you view this case of me being an obstacle and tripping and breaking something on me is that an Adam Hamazik or is that a bore if it's a bore you understand why you need negligence why do you say but if it's an Adam Hamazik you don't understand why you should need negligence in the end of the day I broke my picture on you, right? Adam is more the Olam. So this would seem to indicate either that that case of me tripping over a person, the person is a boar, or the position of Tosfos that even Adam Hamazik requires a certain degree of negligence. Now, I can just tell you parenthetically, uh, not, not to complicate it, but there's a way that you can make it Adam Hamazik, even according to the Ramban, that you don't need negligence, and say, here you have to say that I should have stood. And because it is combining the idea of the negligence with defining it as an action. Meaning, if I am stationary, it's sort of like, this is exactly the thing that's going to determine am I a boar or not a Hamazik. If I'm a stationary, a stationary, and I had no opportunity yet to stand, and you tripped on me, then I'm a boar. It's not my act at all. You did something against my body, I'm a boar. But as soon as as I could have stood and I didn't stand, that inserts the aspect of agency. Right? You understand? That means that I am essentially choosing to remain here. And as soon as you insert agency and I'm choosing to remain here and then you break something on me, then it's like I broke the thing. Because I made that choice. So either if in terms of the uh, physics of the thing I fell and broke something, even though I didn't make a choice, a wind pushed me over. That's an automatic. But if the physics is that you broke it on me, we can still turn it into an automatic because I made the choice to be here and that makes it like I did something. So it's a fascinating three actual different ways of defining what the scenario is. Either you just say it's always bore, physically I'm being passive and that's why you need negligence. Or you say it's always automatic because my body came in contact with it and this, and this shows that automatic needs a certain degree of negligence. Or you say whether it's bore or automatic is a function of whether I was making a choice or not. Okay? If I was if I was stationary and not making a choice, I'm a bore. But if I was stationary and choosing to be here, then I'm like actively being here, then I'm an Adam Hamazic. Yes. In practical terms, is there going to be a difficulty determining the timing of Yeah, well sure. 
I mean, who's the one that's who's the one that's going to determine it? Now we're going to have some rule of thumb: ten seconds, one minute, and then who's going to assess? Well, that's a, your rule of thumb, but these cases were different because of this and that. And there's always the question that the Gemara tends to ignore, which is the determining of the facts. Right? You know, half of any legal case is always not the law question of the law, but the determining of the facts. Right? So that's a very good so question. Does it make any difference at all to this case if the second one damaged the first one too? We're going to get to that. I mean, we're not going to get to that yet exactly, but um, but we're going to get to something similar about the second one damaging the third. Okay? But yeah, but I mean, if the second also tipped and damaged the second, then that wouldn't affect the first one's liability, but that would be looked to as its own lens, as the second guy's automatic. Okay, so the matter sounds like this. Um, um, okay. Even if you didn't have a time to stand up, he's here. Your liability comes that you should have warned the guy. Watch out! I'm on the ground. Okay. So everybody agrees that you need a certain degree of negligence. Okay. Again, either again, because it's born, you need negligence, or because Adamamazik needs negligence, or you can need the negligence to turn him into an Adamamazik, whatever the case is. And but they're saying you don't need the negligence in the tripping. The negligence could come in the not standing. Or the negligence could come in the not warning. Okay, so separate amount of time. Take more. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly the point. Rabbi no. Since he did not have either the ability or the time, presumably the time to stand. here. You cannot say that you should have warned Detarid. He is distracted. Right. He is preoccupied. Here he is. He's fallen down. It's like, oh my knee, my knee. You know, whatever. So how are you going to say? Oh, while you're, you know, in pain about your knee, how? much do we make you responsible to be warning the guy who's coming? And how much as you're trying to get up, as I'm trying to get myself together and to stand up, so I have to also be aware that somebody might be coming behind me and warning. Right? That's a very interesting question. Right? Like, how much are we reasonable and say that when you're in pain or you fell or whatever, you know, you're entitled to be focused or it's natural to be focused on taking care of yourself and we can't impose on you a responsibility to be concerned about others? Or do we say, no, you always have to be concerned about other people that might get damaged by you, you know? So that's a really interesting question. So that's the debate of right, if you didn't yet have time to stand up, do you still have time, to, do you, are you still responsible to warning others during those circumstances? Okay, so now the Gemara says, Tanan, let's take a look. The, so the, the, the Mishnah says, not this Mishnah, but the Mishnah we're about to come up to. Um, so the guy with the uh, beam, a guy with a beam is walking in front of a guy with a barrel. Okay? So if a beam, you ever played rock, paper, scissors? Okay. So rock always beats scissors. Okay? So the, the beam always beats the barrel. The guy with the beam is walking in front of the guy with the barrel. Okay? Now, so the guy, so he, he, he's first. The guy with the barrel is a picture is behind is, is, is behind him. So the guy with the barrel of the picture went too fast and you know and sped up and banged his picture into the guy's beam. So putter. So of course the guy with the beam is exempt. Like you know you did it to yourself. But if he stood, the guy with the beam is chayav because he is the one that was negligent. Everybody is walking, and like if you stop in the middle of the highway, right? Then you know you're you're to blame. You know you have you have to keep on going. That's the rules of the road. Okay. But if you stop in the middle of the highway and somebody bang, crashes into you, they're liable. The person behind is generally liable. Everybody's going sixty miles an hour. You stop. 
You're liable? If you stop for a good reason, yeah. Stop in the middle of the highway. (laughs) The guy behind is supposed to be in control of his car. Okay, there's supposed to be enough stopping distance. Oh, that's that's an interesting point. So is this assuming... uh, It's a good question. But also I wonder whether this is... The the question here about visibility. Here I am, I'm carrying a barrel or whatever. What's the presume... What can we presume about the uh, visibility issue? All right, those are good questions. We'll, We'll discuss that more when we get to the next mission that's tomorrow okay now by the way the other point I should make that Tosus makes is is that this shows you that I could be stationary in an Adam Hamazic why because if I stop and I'm a, if you consider me to be a boar so then I'm exempt if you break your pitcher on me mm-hmm. right because you know because uh, a boar is putter in Kalim mm-hmm. so maybe because they well it's my beam it's not me but anyway okay so this already starts and I did an act of stopping anyway but here at least you have a case presumably why are you because you're not because presumably you're out of a mosque okay or you could say maybe you want to say the beam is uh, whatever but this is a key question that runs through this whether a stopped person is a boar or not a hamazic. Okay, anyway, so it says, if you stop, then you're liable. My love, now, what we're going to focus on is where is about your liability. Actually, this is exactly the question. Do you have a right to stop? And if you did have a right to stop, and the guy should be anticipating you might stop, why are you liable? Okay, so actually very similar to the point that Charlie just made. So the Gemara says, my love, are we not talking Shamad Lekatef that you actually stopped in order to switch your shoulders or you know to adjust it on your shoulder which is a normal thing that people do okay it's a normal thing so the guy behind you should have like uh, you know should have maybe anticipated that that might have happened so then why are you liable Viktani Chayav why are you liable here that made because we would say even if the guy behind you should to some degree have been paying attention okay you nevertheless have a greater responsibility to, to warn. You know, it always depends on who do we put the primary responsibility on. So if we say, yes, you're allowed to stop to adjust, but when you're doing that, thank you, you have to be no, you know, you have to be aware people might behind you and you may have to yell out a warning, okay, so that type of, a case, so that could, that would explain why you'd be higher, but even though it's a normal thing to do, you still have that responsibility and that would show you, presumably, the Gemara's making an analogy, that presumably, if we say that while you're switching the shoulder of your, uh, Beam, you're the beam by adjusting it on your shoulder you still have to be and you're focused on your own sort of issue you still have to be paying attention to what's going on around you and warn people so by analogy even after you fell down and you're focused on standing up you would still have to be warning people around you now I think there's a little bit of a difference in one case it's an accident I'm overwhelmed right I got to actually whatever so there you know but nevertheless the most making that analogy so if you either need to warn somebody by, by adjusting their load when you're adjusting the load you should be warning somebody while you're trying to stand up. So the Gemara says, My love, I'm sorry, no, he was not just standing to adjust, he actually stood to take a break. It's like there I was. You said, If I have a good reason to stop in the middle of the highway. Okay? I just stopped in the middle of the highway because I just needed to check my, uh, my, my, my emails. Okay? So <laughs> that's why I did it. If you want to take a break, you pull over to the shoulder. Okay? So if you're just doing it for a completely not justifiable reason and you're doing something that is not expected, and not normally allowed or whatever, then you're liable even if you don't have an opportunity to warn people. You're fundamentally liable for making that choice of stopping in the middle of the highway. No. Yeah, but then okay. let's say the other guy damages you. That's the other question. Then is he liable? 
Presumably not. She has an Isaac. Call him a Shana Bachar Vishinabo, Pater. Okay? So it says, So Shai, no, Kasham of Lofus. So the Mara says like this. I will almost look at if my. So what, now, by the way though, and here, I'm surprised you didn't ask this, Charlie. Tosa says, I don't get it. If you're the guy driving behind him, and we're saying that you're responsible, that, you know, people will often stop in the middle of the road to adjust their uh, beam and therefore you have to be on the lookout and therefore you're going to be liable if somebody does that because you have to be being aware that might happen and being prepared to adjust yourself accordingly so Tosa says well then at the end of the day what difference does it make why he stopped I'm supposed to be anticipating that he might stop so even if he stopped for a not good reason I should be responsible to you know to avoid him so Tosa uh, gives some answer but I just want but you know but the, the question you can look at it the question I think is a little more interesting than the answer. The answer, I think, could be is that there's always like different degrees of liability. That's true. In general, we say you should be watching out. And should you have, an, have anticipated that he stopped and adjusted because it doesn't matter, he wipes up? Yes. But his liability is still greater because he had no right, right to be stopping without a legitimate reason. So, you know, it's not denying that you maybe also should have been anticipating and adjusting, but if fundamentally he had no right to stop in the middle of the highway, you know, then he is liable. Okay. How suddenly he stopped. Well, that's true also. Right. There's a lot of factors here. Okay, so the mayor says, anyway, so it says, nope, he stopped without any good reason. He stopped just to take a break. You don't take a break in the middle of the highway. You move off to the side, and that's why you're liable. But if he stopped to adjust his load, we do not require, say, that he should at that time be warning people. So the Gemara says, So what would you say if he stood to just adjust his load? Potter, he'd be exempt because he doesn't have to warn people while he's doing that because that's, you know, it's not reasonable to expect that of him. If that's true, Adetani says at the end of the Mishnah teaches, If he says to the guy with the picture behind him, Stand! Stop! I'm not, I just stopped! You, you stop! Like he warns the guy. It explicitly says if he warns the guy, he's exempt. Live love will listen to the day. Why? Why not make a distinction in the case itself? When are you higher? When you stop to just take a break, a breather. But if you stop to adjust, patur, you're exempt, even if you didn't warn the guy. Like, that's a big chiddish, that you can stop and... It's not such a chiddish to say that if you warn the guy, you're exempt. It's a bigger chiddish to say that you're exempt if you were just adjusting your load. So the Gemara says, nope. This still is this way. Even if you stood to take a break, you, you satisfy your responsibility when you tell the guy to stop. You might think it is such a violation to just stop in the middle of the highway, right? I'm just imagining this, right? Everybody's going 60 miles an hour. You're stopping in the middle lane to check your emails. I'm just stopping to take a break. I need to check my emails. Oh, but I, but I, but I you know, but I said, I, I, I don't know, I put on my hazards. So no, maybe that is such a violation and so irresponsible that even if you warn the guy, you're going to be liable. Kamash Milan, that you're not. Okay, so this is like a really interesting question. Like, I appreciate that because uh, I would, uh, you know, that, that the sort of parallel to the contemporary issues. If you're stopping, how much are, is that considered to be acceptable? Do you have a right to do that? Something to be anticipated, etc. And when you are doing, or if it's something completely you shouldn't be doing, then obviously you have more absolute liability. But how much also, when you are taking care of something that's reasonable,
reasonable to do, like getting yourself up from having fallen down or adjusting your load, which is what people do, how much at that time can we res- obligate you to be warning people behind you? And if we can be obligating you and you're not, you're liable, but if it's not reasonable to ask you to be paying attention to other people at that time, then you're going to be, then you will be exempt, okay? Either you'll be an anus, in our case of the Mishnah, you fell down, you're an anus, or it'll be something that becomes their responsibility to watch out for. If people have a right to adjust their load and they're not expected to warn people, then that creates a greater responsibility for me, who is walking behind people, to know that this type of a thing might happen, and for me to be careful, and for me to be on the lookout. Yes? This, uh, our Mishnah, because that says, the Mishnah in the Bible is only according to that opinion, but the other people that before made it like, oh, a failure, whatever it is, that wouldn't work too well with No, them. because that's exactly what tomorrow is the first line of the Gemara. First of all, here the phrase we use is nitka poshea. Eindakin shebananum lifbanim bedrachim is when you actually trip over something. When you trip over your own two feet, that's consistent a discussion of nitka. Okay? Um, but this is exactly what the Gemara said. Even if your tripping is an anus, your liability is because you should have gotten up or assuming that you had the time to get up. Or your liability is you should have warned and that's the debate. Are you liable if you didn't have the time to get up but you had the time to warn somebody? So that's exactly what we're saying. It doesn't matter why you fell. That's exactly the first line of the Gemara. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Tush, okay. Um, Tushma, come in here. Hakadarim v'hazdagagim. So the uh, potters and the glass so blowers or the glass sellers. Okay, shayu mahalchin zecharze. We're walking one behind the other. Nitkal harishon v'nafal. The first guy tripped and fell down. Nitkal harsheni barishon. Here you get your multi-car pileup. Okay, the second guy tripped over the first guy. Dashlishi b'sheni. And the third guy tripped over the second guy. Rishon chayav b'nis kesheni. B'sheni chayav b'nis keshlishi. First one is liable for the second. The second is liable for the third. So because of why is the second liable for the third? Right? He, he was honest. He could have whatever. So we'll see. If he actually had an opportunity to warn, right? If he didn't, it, it was happened immediately, he'd be putter. But, but if he had an opportunity to get up or he had an opportunity to warn or whatever, but that's not being spelled out in this. This guy that guy is liable for the third guy. Okay. If they all fell because of the first guy, directly because of the first guy, okay, the Gemara is going to say what that means is the first guy, let's say, is carrying a beam and he falls and his beam goes across the whole road. So then everybody who comes after him, two, three, four, they don't bump, trap it, trip into the guy before them. They all trip over the same beam. Okay. So if everybody behind him directly trips over the first guy, okay, or the first guy's beam or whatever it might be, then he is liable for all of them by the way that's the way the Gemara is going to interpret it you could have said what it means is that it's because of the first means that the second and the third guy did not have a chance to get up or warn so if they're right I mean what would be the story there in terms of just civil liability one guy is negligent and crashes his car and then two crashes into one and three into two whatever is one liable for everybody's no I think because each one is presumed to you know have enough distance to be oh that gets back to Charlie's point about that you should have had stopping distance or whatever. Oh, that can get complicated, right? Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So anyway, but you, but what you could have said, wait, we haven't the Gemara hasn't done anything yet. So far, said we're in the bright. What you could have said was was it meant that if guy two could have warned or stood up, he's liable for guy three. But if there was not no uh, no opportunity, it happened too quickly, then it's all number one's fault. Okay, but that's not how the Gemara is going to say. The Gemara is going to say that last line where number one is to be liable for everyone. It's when they all directly tripped over number one. And what's the okay. thing called a shame, a shame, a shame, a shame, then? It's not true. 
Well, no, no, then it's describing a different scenario. That's I understand. Right. That's what I said. The simple, an easier read of it's all because of the first guy means that he's to blame, but but because the other people didn't yet have a chance to do anything about it. Okay, but we're not going to focus on that last case, although that is, I think, equally interesting. Okay, we're first going to focus on the first case where one is liable for two, two for three, etc., and try to understand why that's going to be. Okay, so one minute. Okay. He's here the but if two said to three, stop, or one said to two, stop, I'm here, then they're exempt. So that seems to point to that the reason they're liable for the guy behind them is because they had an option to warn. Okay? So because they could have warned, they're liable, and if they did warn, they're exempt. Okay? So this would seem to indicate that we say that you are considered responsible to warn. You didn't have a chance to get up, and you're in the process of getting up. Nevertheless, you should be warning the guy behind you. Okay? So it says, um, where were we? Uh, okay. My locks are and Are we not talking about a case that they didn't yet have a chance to stand? And the liability comes because even though they didn't have a chance to get to stand up, they should have been warning, which is why the end of it talks about warning. No. The reason they're liable is because they had a chance to stand up. So the Gemara says, So the Gemara says, So if they didn't have a chance to stand up, you'd say you'd be exempt even though you could have warned. If that's true, Well, the end of it says, if they warned, they're exempt, right? So that, it should have said, It should have made a distinction within the case of having time to stand up. When are they liable if they could have stood up? Of a lawyer, if they didn't have time to stand up, Pturim, they're exempt, even if they could have warned and they didn't warn. That would be a big chiddish. So the says, no. How Hakamashmon, this is telling you, even though they could have stood up and effectively removed the entire hazard, and they didn't stand up, He's huge at They're nevertheless exempt if they warned, right? You could have thought if you could have more removed yourself completely and you were taking your sweet time and you just warned somebody, that's not good enough. Right? Maybe we requ- if you have the time to remove yourself, you had to remove yourself. We tell you, no, warning does suffice. So although the and you end... you your emails while you're down. And you can check your emails. No, that's not it. So, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe if you're warning people, once you're warning them and sending out a regular warning, maybe you can check your emails. Okay? So, um, okay. So anyway, you get your laptop to start proclaim- you know, uh, broadcasting a warning. Okay, anyway. So what it's saying is, although the brightness sounds like the issue is, did you have a chance to warn? And that presumably, even when you're down, you'll be liable if you had a chance to warn. The Gemara is trying to defend Rabbi Yochanan's position and saying, no, there is no liability until you have the opportunity to stand. While you're in the process, while, you know, you don't have as much time as you want. But while you are in the process, while, you ha- while you're working on standing, okay, then you do not have a responsibility to warn people. But, even if you're taking more time than you should, warning suffices. It's enough to warn people. But you're not, don't begin to be liable until you've had a chance to get up. That's at least Rabbi Yochanan. The other approach, which I think obviously reads simpler, is the approach that you're liable just because you could have warned even if you didn't have a chance to stand. Okay, so that's...
that's one whole debate if you could have warned the person behind you and among that we start to introduce this idea of multi-car pile-up and this question about did I have a right to stop in the first place if I didn't have a right to stop in the first place that creates greater liability really really fascinating now and behind this in the background is this idea that you need liability right you're not we're not saying and we've put out there three possibilities either you're a bore when somebody trips on you and that's why you need liability or you're an automazic and even an automazic needs liability and liability is the wrong word means negligence or that you are your negligence makes you into an automazic but anyway what's clear is is that when somebody trips on you you're only going to be liable with a certain degree of negligence okay that's presumed about this now we're going to spend the rest of the daf and there's a huge toast vote and if you flip the off you'll see there's a huge Rashi and basically Rashi and Tosos 80% of Tosos is just more or less quoting Rashi okay and all it's really doing is trying to explain the case that the Gemara is going to be dealing with okay and just to show you a little bit if you look at the Amud's bet look at the left margin of the Amud's bet the far left margin it says Ayein berif ubeharash ubalamor ubemuchamos that's four different Rishonim you don't see in the far right I don't know in your daf yeah. he says Perushim Acherim so go look at these four Rishonim for four completely different explanations of what the Gemara is talking about okay so we're about to have a little bit of fun in the next in the following cases in the, in the following case in the Gemara let's take a look um, the Gemara says the following okay what? you got it? alright anyway back to the Gemara um um okay uh, where are we? Okay. I'm a Rava. Rishon, um, Chayev Benis Sheni. In this case, one trip, one trips and two trips on one and three trips on two. The first guy is Chayev in the damages of the second guy. Bein Benis Gufo, Bein Benis Mamono. Whether it's about the damages of the body or the damages of the property. Okay, so here is the first big question that Rishonim have. What do we mean? What does what that mean? Whether damage of money or damage of property. Means, so what do you think it means? Like he ripped his clothing versus he, uh, he broke his leg. Whether guy number one broke guy's number two's property or broke guy number two's person, leg. Okay, what's another possible read, Charlie? Uh, it is guy number one's body doing the damage or guy number one's Whether body. the guy number one's body damaged guy number two or whether guy number one's property damaged guy number two, okay? That's the first completely... <laughs> big sort of question mark about how to even parse the words of the Gemara. He's going on number two and number one. Right. We are going to read this like Rashi. Okay. Rashi says, Rashi has a very nice, although Rashi also changes the gears of the Gemara to be consistent with his interpretation, but in terms of the printed text that we have, Rashi has a very smooth read of the Gemara. So here's what Rashi is saying is, whether guy's number one's person or property damages guy number two. Now the difference is, this focuses us in on is a person who is stationary and somebody tripping over him a boar or an automazic. So the difference is if my body damages guy number two I am an automazic. If my property damages guy number two the pot that I was carrying that broke and that guy that damages guy number two that's a boar because that's my property. Okay? So let's read it. Why would you read it the other way? 
because it doesn't continue to read throughout the Gemara. If it does, it raises issues. You can read Tosos. Tosos gives you both reads of the Gemara. And if you read the Rif and the Ramban and the Balmor and the Rosh for three other explanations. Okay. Okay, so, the first guy is liable for the damage to the second. Whether his body damaged guy number two or his property damaged guy number two. Two is liable for guy number three. If his body damaged guy number three. But not if his property damaged guy number three. So let's see why not. Make up your mind, says the Gemara. If the guy who tripped is negligent, so let this guy number two be liable fully for, for a damage to the guy I've never seen. Of course, the funny thing is right here, guy number, if guy number one was negligent, it doesn't mean guy number two was negligent. You might be negligent for tripping over your own two feet. You're not negligent for tripping over the guy that just fell down in front of you. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, we're not going to that, we're not going to stick with that. But the point is, if the second guy had negligence, let him be high, whether it's his body or his uh, property that damages guy number three. And if guy Number two didn't have negligence, or no, or nobody who trips has negligence. A few reasonamilister. Let guy number one be exempt. Which and the better question is, what is the reason that guy number one is liable for his person and his property, and guy number two is only liable for his person and not his property? That's basically the question. Let's see what the answer is. So the Gemara says. Rishon Vare Poshehu. Guy number one is negligent. You trip over your own two feet, Nitka Poshea. Okay, Shani, the guy number two, Agufu Mechayev, you're for your own person, when, because you, when somebody damages themselves on your person, you should have stood up, okay, like we've been saying. I'm a monopotter, you're exempt, guy number two, if your property damages guy number three, because he can say to guy number three, I didn't dig this that well, my pot, right? That happened but honest. What does that mean? It means the following. I think we really need some pictures now. Okay? <laughs> Waiting for the picture. Okay. Guy number one falls down and here's his uh, broken pot. Here's his property. Okay, whoops. Okay, so that's Poshea. Okay. What? I've got to put a number one. Okay. So he is a Poshea. You know, Nitka Poshea. Okay? So he's a Poshea. Here he is. She's an Otomamazic. And this is a boar that was created through Pshia. So he's going to be high on either thing that happens to guy number two. Okay, now guy number two... Draw him here with a different color. You have to go flying over. <laughs> I don't know what. Whoa! Okay, I don't know. Okay, anyway. Guy number two, okay, he is an Anus. Okay? He had uh, he tripped over guy number one. Okay, that's not his fault. Okay, he is a nitka, but normal nitka poshay means when you trip on your own two feet. Okay, tripping over somebody, you're an honest. Okay, so he's an honest. So this is a boar is also made by honest. Everything is made by honest. Okay, it starts off that he's an honest and he should totally be potter, but then he had a chance to get up. So his initial the fall was by honest. But then, after one minute time, and after one minute, it's Hayalolamod, Hayalolamod, and he's a Poshea. So now he's responsible for somebody who trips on him. But, should he have also removed this boar? This boar was created by Anas, so he's not liable for it. Now, what are you supposed to say? Ah, but he had a minute. What should he have done in that minute? He yeah, should have picked it up, gathered it up. 
So we're, we're going to assume that once you have a broken picture, you're mafkirit. Okay, remember mafkir and zakov? La'achar. Yes, we assume you're mafkir. La'achar nefilas onus. So, you do never have to pick up your pieces. I did not make this board. This board got made by onus. And after that, I stopped being responsible. I was mafkirit. So I am liable for myself but I'm not liable for my boar. Okay? So the first guy, everything was Bipshia, is liable for himself and his boar. The second guy is liable for himself because he should have stood up. He was a, initially it was all but honest. But then he becomes liable for himself for not standing up, but he does not become liable for the boar because he was mafter that and he didn't have to and pick it up. No, we presume. We presume. Why was the first one not for He might have been, but he made it to Pia. You made a boar bepshia. It doesn't matter if you continue owning it or not. It's like digging a well in Rishas Rabim. Okay, but if you didn't make the boar, you're only liable for not cleaning it up if you continue to own it. What yes? happened to the warning? What do you mean? What if number two... Could have warned about this? It's not his responsibility to warn about it. He, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. He didn't make the hazard, and he wasn't supposed to clean up the hazard. It's so stopping his hazard. Three comes along and gets damaged on this. Nobody's responsible for it. <laughs> Why should people? Number three is still out. Then I understand that happens sometimes. You get damaged, and nobody has the liability. Okay, that's that's the explanation. Yes. So according to the heater, this is Rashi's explanation. So, mm-hmm. but it still fits in the Gemara. The, the first one is. Right. He's higher for everything about number two. Right. Okay. So right. Still right. Yeah, we're good. Okay. There's no problem. Rashi has a good read of the Gemara. No, no, no. Don't don't start worrying about the other read. Okay. We're not going to confuse people. Okay. Let's keep on going. So the Gemara says like this. Um, okay. Um, okay. May Svail asks you. Kulan Chayavin. We have a brighter that says about this case. All the people, one through three, are all liable for the damage their body does, and they're all exempt for the damage that their property does. Okay? We're going to consistently read this as talking about, well, we're going to read it consistently. Okay? It's about the the damage that their body is doing, the damage that their property is doing. Okay, So you see, everybody is exempt on their property. My lava filu reshown. Doesn't it mean even guy one is exempt for his property? Okay. No, the army reshown. Everybody except for number one. It says everybody. Okay. There aren't so many people here. Okay, there's one, two, and three. So everybody presumably means everybody. So the Gemara says, Ava. It means everybody who was damaged, okay, not the first guy. The first guy is the big damager, but all the guys who tripped over him, they're all exempt for what, for what their property did, okay? Everybody that follows number one, that trips, that trips as a result of number one, they're all exempt. The Gemara still isn't happy. Hi, my, what are you talking about? Everybody, even number one, it says Kulam. It's the same question, except there are just more words in saying it. But if it's everybody except number one, my Kulan, list me, honey, Zikin, say, all, say, 
say those that were damaged are exempt for their property. Okay, by saying kulam, the Gemara's point here is not just that the word kulam means everybody, but that it could have chosen a better word. It could have said those that were damaged are exempt for their property. Okay, Ella, so we got a problem now. This is a very nice explanation. We understand exactly what Rava is saying, but it doesn't sit with a Brita that says everybody is exempt for the damage their property does. Ella Marava, rather Rava says, Rishon Chayev Beimenizke Gufo Desheni. So Rava changes his claim because of the Brita. Rishon Chayev Beimenizke Gufo Desheni, Beimenizke Mamono Desheni. Desheni Chayev Beimenizke Shlishi, Beimenizke Gufo, Avalo Beimenizke Mamono. So here, notice it spells out, Nizke Gufo Desheni. Nizke Mamono Desheni. So now we are switching gears and talking about the thing being damaged, not the thing doing the damage. Okay? So let's read this again. Rishon, where were we? Chaya beimbenis ke gufa desheni beimbenis ke mamono. Okay? Whether he, the person, damages guy's number one person or damages guy's number one's property, he's chayav. Why? Because what only an Adam Hamazik is chayav by damaging property. A boar that damages property is exempt. Everybody remembers that? So the Rishon is chayav for this because the Rishon is an Adam Hamazik. Okay, so he's chayav whether he damages the person's person or property. And the second guy, you know, here's number three who trips over guy number two. Ah, I don't know why I'm drawing it like that. Anyway, the second guy is Chayev. Where were we? Sheni Chayev Benizke Shlishi Benizke Gufal V'lo Benizke Mamono is Chayev only on this guy's person, but not... Ah, okay, here, here, here's this guy's property. Okay? But not on this guy's property. Okay? What's the reason? What we are saying is a completely different statement we're making now. The first guy is an Adam Hamazik and Chayv if he damages this guy or this guy's property. The second guy is a boar. And as a boar, he's Chayv only if the person gets damaged on him, but not if the person's property gets damaged on him. Now, what is the difference? Why? Here's the question we were asking. You're stationary, somebody trips over you. Are you an Adamamazic or are you a boar? And basically we're saying it differs between the first guy and the second guy. The first guy's an Adamamazic, the second guy is a boar. What's the difference? And the basic difference is, okay, the degree of negligence. All right? And I think that the only way to explain this is what I said before. Because why should negligence determine what category you're in? But what negligence determines is agency. Okay? So, if I tripped and... And let's say I was Poshea in my tripping, okay? Or, you know, or even if I wasn't Poshea, I certainly was close to being Poshea, okay? And then I could have warned, or all those things. So I certainly have a, you know, have a, cer- have a certain degree of Poshea here, more than the guy behind me. I mean, the guy behind me maybe could have also warned, but he certainly had a lot less negligence in tripping over me. He was much more of an honest, okay? So because I have more Poshea, it's more considered to be, I would frame this, Rashi doesn't spell this out, but this, I would frame this as more like my act. I'm making there's more agency, right? I've more chosen to be here and therefore it's like I'm a mazik on the people that come behind me. It's like I'm active. Whereas there you just tripped and you're completely blameless. Now you certainly need a degree of negligence. You wouldn't be chayv on bore if you remained honest. 
Right? Everybody get that? If you if he tripped and he had no opportunity to warn number three, he'd be potter. Right? So to be high for boy, you need pshia. So we are assuming that he could have warned him. But even though he could have warned him, okay, and there's a degree of negligence, it's not enough negligence to make it. He still tripped. It started as an accident. He could have warned. Maybe he couldn't have gotten up. Maybe he only could have warned. It's not enough to view it as though he is like actively staying there and doing something to the other guy. He just is negligent a little bit more in the abstract. So he has negligence for the boar. But this guy, who shouldn't have tripped in the first place, this guy is act and you know, and could have warned, he's considered to more have agency and more be an automazic. Okay? So they all have negligence or they wouldn't be chayev, but this guy that is more to blame for the initial tripping, he's an Adam Hamazik, and this guy who is just a boar. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what, uh, this guy is a Yes, that's what Rashi says it explicitly. You want to see Rashi saying it? We can read the words in Rashi. Correct. So I w- I'll read you the key line in Rashi. Rashi says like this. Um, so first of all... Um, uh, when Rashi is explaining the previous Gemara that was an Adamamazik, if you look down six lines in the wide lines of Rashi, this was the, fir- the earlier interpretation of Rashi. Rashi says, the beginning, like four words in, Rashi says, Okay? We wouldn't turn a person's body into a boar. But in this interpretation of the Gemara, Rashi says, um, if you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine lines down, the line that starts with the word La'amod, do people see that word? So it says, The first guy should have stood. Although the second guy should have stood, because if he didn't, if he could, if he didn't have to stand, he wouldn't have any pia, he'd be completely exempt. He's not as liable as the first guy. The first guy was more negligent. He tripped in the first place. The first guy is an Adam Hamazik. The Shani, the second guy, it's sufficient. If you define his body as a boar. So Rashi says that. He had more negligence. He's an automamazic. He had less negligence. He's a boar. But the question is like, what does that mean? Like, who cares? Negligence or not negligence? You're one or the other. And I would say, no. If you tripped and fell and you're passive and somebody trips over you, to make you into an automamazic, we have to define your your being present as an act of being present, as agency. Okay? And therefore, with more negligence, it's like you're doing an act of damaging the guy. You're staying there. Here, you're not seen as much as doing an act, and therefore you're a boar and not an Adam Hamazic. So yes. Then takes us one step down. So the first guy's boar, right? So first guy is an Adam Hamazic. No, I'm saying the first guy stuck the broke. It's now a boar. We're going to get to that. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. That would be Mafkinizak of Achapshias Onis or Tia or whatever, and that would have the relevant laws. And then, okay. But the second guy's trap. The second guy presumably be Mafkinizak of Achapshias Onis, and he'd be Pata. Okay, let's. Right. So the second guy's correct. damages anything. Like the second guy's more damages than the guy's body. Correct. He'd be completely Pata. Yeah, if it's Mafkinizak of Achapshias Onis. Correct. If Nith calls Poshe, which is what presumably we're assuming. Presumably. Okay, but let's take a look at what the Gemara says. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Now, 
My time at Avalei Bor. Now, because this the Belomatino Bor Shechiyavar Takelim. Okay, he's a. This is his body is exempt on this guy's vessels because he's a Bor, and Bor is exempt on Kalim. Okay. Now, the Gemara says one minute. Hani Chalishmuel Damar Kol Takala Borhu. Can you say a person is a Bor? So remember the debate of Rav and Shmuel. So yeah, right. Ain Bor Ain Bor Yerechet. Whatever. Fine. So if a person if a so can a person be a Bor? So remember, there's a debate of Rav and Shmuel. If you own, is a Bor only something that you don't own? Right. Remember they they had the Avdus Kina Masal your knapsack and Mishas Rav. If you still own it for Rav, it's a sure. Okay. So if for Rav you if it can't be a Bor unless it's ownerless. Then you can never be a boar. Okay? You have to need something to right? A boar starts with something that's hefter. So, for Shmuel says that any hazard is a boar, a person can be a boar. Only if you're mocked or something, it's a boar. Michael and Amar. What can you say? Okay? How can you say that the person is a boar? Alright? So, the Muslim says, no. Fine. Go back to what we were saying before. Go back to the idea that that the earlier interpretation, which was... I like this new one, too. Gets to the question of a person is a boar. Go back to the earlier interpretation, okay, which is you're a... You know, that you are basically a... Um, what was it? You, everybody maybe is an autonomazic or whatever, and the difference is what's the status of the stuff that fell. This is mafkir nizak of lachar nefilos pshia, and this is mafkir nizak of lachar nefilos onus. Okay, if that's true, but what do you do about the fact that the brighter says everybody is exempt for the damage that their objects do? Okay, and this guy we said is liable for the damage that the objects do. You are bothered by the brighter that says kulan chayavin that they're all obligated on what their body does actually they should have said Kulam Pturin and they're all exempt on what their property does so Targum HaRavada Bar Minyomi Kamei Ravina Shehuzku Kalim Bekalim ah when we say they're all exempt on what their property does and they're high for what they do is we're talking only about when you're, they're damaging vessels so okay so this guy is a what I guess so so this guy is okay. So everybody is essentially a case of high low law mode. So they're all, let's say, an Adam Hamazik. So everybody is liable for if the other guy's vessels break on them because they all should have stood up and they're all Adam Hamazik and they're all and they're all liable for hurting the person behind them. But they're all exempt if their vessels break the other guy's vessels because their vessels are a bore. And a boar's potzer bekalim. Of course, it's a very boring read of the Breita. Of course, their vessels are bore and a boar's potzer bekalim. What? <laughs> boring? I didn't mean that. Uh, anyway, but I'm serious. Like, it's like, you're not, you're just telling me a, a standard halacha. Oh, by the way, of course, now whether an Adam is a boar or an Adam Amazic, that's an interesting question. The fact that their broken pot is a, at most a boar and they're exempt because it's kalim bekalim, boar bekalim, of course that's true. But anyway, that's what we're reading it, okay? So the Gemara. Uh, we don't learn anything. Maybe we learned that. I don't know. We learned that. We learned that. that, we, we, learned that we learned that Hayalullah mode. Okay? Maybe we learned that a person who falls and his Hayalullah mode is an Adam Amazic. Okay? But the earlier explanation was really interesting.
interesting because it said whether you're an automamazic or a boor might depend on your degree of negligence. But okay. If he didn't have enough time, well, certainly these guys would be putter. This guy, we haven't really figured out whether right. well, he's called poche or not. Right. Okay, so that's basically it. What we didn't actually explain was how the other read, which was talking whatever, dealt with um, with why Kulans Peturin be, be by the Kalim. Because the other read basically was assuming, the other read was all about, right, remember the other read was, are you Chaya for this? Are you Chaya for this and not for that? Right? Because here you're an Adam and here you're a boar. So in that case, we were assuming that Nitko was Onus. The whole problem was, was Hayalola mode, okay? And that was going on, but because Nitko was Onus, Every everybody did, was not responsible for the for for the boar that they created for their vessels because it was mafkin nizakavlach and filas onik. So that was that previously to the brayta. They're all liable for what their body does. Their body is either a boar or an adam mazik based on degree of negligence. Right? Remember that read that this was an adam and this was a boar based on degree of negligence. They're all high for what their body does. But they're all putter for what their vessels do because it was mafkin nizakavlach and filas onik. That was how that read worked. This final read is much less interesting in terms of why you're putter on the vessels. But again, the really interesting question is, on the one hand, it's a simple application of mafkin, azakav, lacher, nefilos, onis, are you poshea, are you hayalolamo, no new ideas. The really interesting new idea that was introduced is, are you an adamamazik or boor when you could have gotten up? And Rashi says that might depend on your degree of negligence. Okay, last line in the Gemara. Um, okay. Um, the, uh, okay. Amar right. Mar. If they sell because of the first guy, he's liable. And again, the Gemara is reading this not that the second and third were not negligent, but it's still the same scenario. One, two falls over one, three over two, etc. It's the Gemara's good. That would have been an interesting scenario. You fell over the guy in front of you, but he didn't have a chance to stand. It was all the first guy's fault, and the first guy pays for everybody. The Gemara doesn't read it like that. The Gemara reads it that they all fell over the first guy. Okay, so the Gemara says, how did they fall? He was uh, sort of, uh, you know, spread across the road, like basically, Rashi says, like a carcass, okay? So his whole body, or Rashi says, maybe something he was carrying, his whole body was spread along the width of the road, so everybody tripped over the first guy. Okay, there you go. Now, like the staff of a blind person. Now, what is the difference, right? Rashi says, maybe it's a, I mean, it just sounds like two, two colorful illustrations. Tosus has a brilliant read. Tosus says, here is, I know, those were, that was really good, those were really good pictures, weren't they? Tosa said, anyway, yeah, the colors were helpful, wasn't it? Okay, Tosa says, you're at an angle. And because you're at an angle, this is guy, this is guy number one. No, which is the, the, the second one. The guy who's like the, the staff of a blind person, okay? He's like an angle. This is guy number one. Guy number two comes along, da 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 da, da and he trips over guy number one. Okay? So guy number three, who's walking here, Right? He says, oh, that guy must have tripped over something way in front. So he, he, he doesn't realize at this stage, it's right? It's all across. You know, this is, this is like, you know, he's here and he says, I don't have to be careful yet. Whatever that guy tripped over is like two feet ahead of me. Okay? And he doesn't realize that the, that an angle. So the reason, what this is saying is, is that if the guy was completely horizontal, then it's not guy number one's fault. You should have seen guy number two that had fallen down. Don't blame me for tripping over me. You saw guy number two was on the ground. 
But if she's at an angle, even though I saw guy number two on the ground, I didn't realize that the hazard was closer to me than it was to him. Okay? So that's how come everybody could be falling over me, but I can't say to you, look, you saw the other guy on the ground, you should have been careful. Because if I was at an angle, you didn't know to be careful earlier on, and therefore... <laughs> All right. I'm sure that could matter too. We will end with this. All right. Yeah, it does use Alachsa, and I don't know why. It's a, it's a very creative read of Tosmos, but again, I don't know why the Gemara wouldn't have just said that more explicitly. Thank you.